Good morning. Welcome to St. Peter Cathedral as we celebrate the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Our celebrant today is Monsignor Michael Stieber. He will be assisted at the altar by Deacon Tom Foy. Our scripture readings can be found in the diocesan hymnal, beginning with the entrance antiphon on page 665, 665. This can be marked with a gold ribbon. We ask that you help us to preserve a reverent atmosphere by turning off all cell phones and other electronic devices while at the cathedral. Our announcements today are as follows. Mark your calendars for the July 9th. St. Peter Cathedral Parish Picnic will be held that day at Tourist Park. Please plan on joining us for some much needed relaxation, fellowship, and fun. More information will be forthcoming. Now a brief announcement from a totus tuus missionary. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Simon Swagger. I am a student here at Northern. Um, I attend uh, Catholic Campus Ministry over at St. Michael's. Um, and this summer, I'm serving the diocese as one of our totus tuus missionaries. Um, totus tuus is Latin for totally yours. And uh, it tells us that we are totally given to Christ through Mary, our mother. And so this summer, uh, myself and um, 11 other missionaries are serving the diocese. Uh, we have our team of four here at uh, Marquette this week, and we're serving over at St. Michael's Parish for two sessions. Our first, we have um, a teen program for anyone going into grades 7 um, through 12, and any of them are welcome for our program. It starts at 7 p.m., runs until 9.15 every night, tonight until Thursday. And then we also have our youth program for any students entering first grade um, up until sixth grade. And that runs uh, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. until 2.30. So please um, keep us in your prayers. Um, if you're planning on joining us for the youth program um, with your students, we do ask that you bring a lunch, um, but we'll provide the fun, so be sure of that. <laughs> um, thank you all for your prayers so much. Please be sure that we're praying for you, um, and thank you for your time. Our opening hymn this morning is Praise to the Lord Almighty, number 395. That's number 395. Please stand and let us begin the celebration of the Holy Mass.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord be with you. Welcome, my brothers and sisters. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fall, through my fall, through my most grievous fall. Therefore I ask the Blessed Mary of a Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life.
Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name, for you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, I hear the whisperings of many, terror on every side. Denounce, let us denounce him. All those who were my friends are on the watch for any misstep of mine. Perhaps he will be trapped. Then we can prevail and take our vengeance on him. But the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. In their failure, they will be put to utter shame, to lasting, unforgettable confusion. O Lord of hosts, you who test the just, who probe mind and heart, let me witness the vengeance you take on them. For to you I have entrusted my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has rescued the life of the poor from the power of the wicked. The word of the Lord. Answer me with your con. 
bounteous is your kindness, and your great mercy turn toward me. heavens and the earth praise him, the seas and whatever moves in them. Lord, in your great love, answer me. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, through one man sin entered the world, and through sin, death. And thus death came to all men, inasmuch as all sinned. For up to the time of the law, sin was in the world, though sin is not accounted when there is no law. But death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not sin, after the pattern of the trespass of Adam, who is the type of the one who was to come. But the gift is not like the transgression, for if by the transgression of the one many die, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many. The word of the Lord.
reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. And not two sparrows are not two sparrows sold for a small coin. Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs on your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. In our gospel today, Jesus speaks of two different kinds of fear, really. And we can look at the background of a negative fear or a positive fear. So he says, don't be afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but do fear the one who can put body and soul into Gehenna. So let's just step back there. And the first kind of fear, fear of those that could kill the body, Think of fears that, of what might happen to us, fear of the unknown, fear of events that have been painful in the past. And the Lord knows how we, we are afraid at times. And we can be afraid of things that we don't even know are coming. And that's where the Lord wants to help us to lessen that by trust in him. Don't be afraid of those things that are out of your control we know the beauty of the simple prayer like the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change what I can, wisdom to know the difference. Surrendering to the Lord, and many of you know the surrender novena of Jesus, I surrender myself to you, take care of everything. In different ways we can turn to the Lord with those fears that come up in our hearts. It can be a positive fear by being careful. Fear is just a, a feeling that warns us of something that could be dangerous. Have a healthy fear of don't drink and drive recklessly. Have a healthy fear don't climb up on the very top of the ladder. Don't be afraid, uh, again, of health issues that may come up, but trust in the Lord's healing power. Don't be afraid of violence that you can't control, a trust in the Lord. But then we see there's a, a fear that's more important for us is the fear of the Lord. And that's not a, 
fear of the Lord attacking us or harming us, but it's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and a fruit of the Holy Spirit, where we have a holy fear of God, a fear we don't want to offend the Lord and break our relationship with him. We want to reverence and have a holy awe and wonder at our God who loves us and who created us. And so the healthy fear of God protects us from losing our salvation. We can have a fear, a healthy fear of unrepented mortal sin that could take our salvation from us. But a healthy fear of God protects us, deepens our relationship with him. So many of the problems in the world today would be improved with a healthy fear of God, an awareness of who we are before God. St. Teresa of Avila once said that we're like a grain of sand before God, but God loves that grain of sand. We're so little before God, but he loves us and he's given his life for us. So to have a holy fear of God is, is a healing fear. But Jesus says, don't be afraid of those that can kill the body but not kill the soul. And the saints are those witnesses of courage and uh, trusting in the Lord, being willing even to die for the faith. They didn't fear man so much as they feared offending the Lord. I was thinking of two young saints that we know of, one that comes from a time of the 1920s when the Mexican government was persecuting the Catholic faith. And blessed Jose Sanchez del Rio was just 14 years old. He was part of the Cristeros movement to uphold the Catholic faith and oppose the government. And he was threatened by the government that arrested him and uh, taunted him to reject his faith, to renounce his Catholic faith, but he would not. And terribly, they would, the last torture for them, they cut off the skin on his soles of his feet and made him walk on salt and rocks to the cemetery. He still persevered in his faith. He wouldn't reject it. Finally, he was standing in the grave that was dug for him, and he was shot. He didn't give up his faith. He wasn't afraid of those that were threatening him. He was more wanting to be faithful to the Lord who he knew loved him. And he died at the age of 14 in 1928. And we know, too, around a wonderful Eucharistic focus, in the third century, there was young St. Tarsisius. Around in the third century, he was just a young man, probably about 12 years old. And he was sent by the Christians to bring the Eucharist secretly to other Christians who were in prison. They thought a young boy, they wouldn't bother. And he had the Eucharist and some folds of cloth. And as he was going to where the prison was, there was a group of other boys that stopped him. They were curious what he was carrying. They wanted him to hand it over, and he wouldn't. So he held more tightly to the Eucharist and that cloth. And the other boys beat him so much that he eventually died of the wounds from the beating, but never let go of the Eucharist. And a priest had come down uh, and rescued the Eucharist. But think of the boldness, the uh, amazing fearlessness in a positive way that both those young saints show us. Not afraid of those who are persecuting them, 
but more afraid. I don't want to uh, renounce my faith. I don't want to offend the Lord. The Lord shows us in Scripture a couple of special readings that spoke to me. This is Psalm 27 that we can turn to to strengthen us. It reads, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Trusting in the Lord again, that we can conquer our fears by turning to him and knowing he will uphold us. And another beautiful healing passage, we have wounds from past hurts, past trauma even. This is a beautiful passage from 1 John chapter 4, where the Lord says through his word, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. So we can receive healing and courage by spending time before the Lord, especially in the Blessed Sacrament. His perfect love can anoint us and encourage us and strengthen us. I remember finally a beautiful story around the time when Pope John Paul II had just been named our Holy Father. And it was the first evening after that announcement. The next morning, John Paul II would give his first speech, his first sermon. And in the court of uh, St. Peter's courtyard, Father Reneo Cantalamesa, the, the papal household preacher, had a sense within his own heart of what was weighing on John Paul II's heart. Imagine, he'd just been named Pope. And he had a sense he wanted to encourage John Paul, and he saw in the Vatican apartments, there was one light still on. It was where John Paul was staying. He went close to the outside of that, and he began calling out, John Paul, coraggio, John Paul, coraggio, meaning courage in Italian. And finally, John Paul came to the window. He heard him, and he, he waved to him in a gratitude. And what was the first message of John Paul II the next morning? But be not afraid. Be not afraid, he talked to us. Let's let the Lord touch our fears if we have any and give us boldness, give us courage. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us increase in that holy fear of God and a healing freedom from fear of others that we can be those disciples encouraged by saints like the young saints I mentioned to be faithful to the end to where no more suffering, no more fear, but only rejoicing in the Lord. Let's stand together and profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. 
of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who is spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. The Lord listens to the needy. He's always ready with help that never fails. We have only to ask, so let us seek the compassion of the one who cherishes even the smallest sparrow. For the church which dispenses the abundant free gift of divine grace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For nations enslaved by sinful systems of oppression and terror, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For men and women who are tormented by fear and worry, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those discerning the call of to be priests, deacons, or religious, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the sick, bereaved, impoverished, or imprisoned, that the Lord may show them his love mercy, healing, and blessing, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for the parish family of St. Peter Cathedral and St. Mary Mission, for whom this Mass is offered, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we turn to you and offer ourselves to you in, in praise for your care for us in our need, and giving us your own Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Please join us in singing our offertory hymn. On page 334, Lord, who at thy first Eucharist. That's page 334.
Pray, my brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive, O Lord, the sacrifice of conciliation and praise, and grant that cleansed by its action, we may make offering of a heart pleasing to you, through Christ our Lord. Thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For out of compassion for the waywardness that is us, he humbled himself and was born of the Virgin. By the passion of the cross, he freed us from an ending death, and by rising from the dead, he gave us life eternal. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. You, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite, and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and John, our Bishop, and all those who are holding to the truth and on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants and all gathered here whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, for they offer it for themselves and all who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you 
the eternal God, living and true, in communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, mother of our God and Lord, Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon, and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John and Paul, Cosmos and Damian, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers in all things, we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you've chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his almighty Father, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands, and once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ, your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life, 
and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us, who through this participation at the altar, receive the most holy body and blood of your Son, may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light, and peace. To us also, your servants, who though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share in fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, 
my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. Renewed and nourished by the sacred body and precious blood of your Son, we ask of your mercy, O Lord, that what we celebrate with constant devotion may be our sure pledge of redemption through Christ our Lord. Please be seated for a few minutes. We've had a wonderful response to our Grateful for God's Mercies capital campaign. Lots of hard work from our uh, team members and especially our co-chairs, Tim Bennett and Mark Canali. I've asked Tim to come this morning to give us an update on where the campaign results are. So welcome, Tim. Thank you, Monsignor. Good morning, everyone. I appreciate the opportunity to update you on the Grateful for God's Mercies capital campaign. We are doing well, and we are encouraged. The first pledge payment reminders will be mailed to you very soon. Pledge reminders, then, will continue to be sent to you according to the payment plan you have chosen, whether that be monthly, quarterly, or annually. As campaign co-chairs, Mark Canelli and I will assist the parish as best we can to assure the continued, continued success of our campaign. If you have any questions about the campaign or the payment of pledges, Mark and I would be glad to help you. Campaign progress will be posted in the bulletin each month, and updates will also be given periodically by Monsignor or a member of the campaign committee. To date, we have received $1.5 million in gifts and pledges to the campaign from 220 families. While this is an outstanding achievement, and it is, we still have a ways to go to reach our overall goal of $2 million. And there still are a significant number of families we have not heard from. Due to the importance of this campaign for the future of our cathedral, Committee volunteers have continued to reach out to those families the parish hasn't heard from. We really need everyone's help. In all of this, it is important to remember that the amount of our gift is not what's most important. What is important is that we are together in this important effort and they were doing this as a parish family. Members of our campaign committee, 
have been told by more than a few parish families that they haven't responded because I'm unable to give a generous gift like I would like to, and I don't think my gift will make a big difference. Or we're really in hard times right now financially. It's a struggle. We are just not able to make a gift at this time. Those thoughts and feelings are very real and they are honest. But we also need to remember that God never asks us to do anything that is beyond our ability. Any gift and any amount is important. You and your participation are more important than the gift. It all makes a difference. A gift or a pledge of prayer for our campaign success is powerful, important, and will make a difference. No matter what this campaign raises in money, if we do it together, as the family we are, we will be successful. We walk this faith journey together and we'll make this campaign a success together. So please join us. If you haven't already made a pledge, fill out a pledge card. Return it at your convenience. There are cards in the gathering space and at the exits. Lastly, the most important thing I personally want to say to you is thank you. Thank you for your gifts and your pledges. Thank you for your prayers. The Grateful for God's Mercies campaign has been an immense challenge, an immense undertaking. Thank you for all you have done to get us to this point. Your generosity has really been extraordinary. And it is our prayer that God will continue to bless our cathedral family. Thank you. Thank you, Tim, for your sharing with us. Thank you, all of you. I echo Tim's gratitude for all of you who've been so generous. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Saint Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. As we are sent forth, please join in singing our closing hymn, 
Alleluia, sing to Jesus, number 325. That's number 325. Thank you. 